Uh, we are with <laughs> we are with Nana today. Um, we are out on the deck uh, in my parents' house, um, joined by Nana. We're going to ask him a few questions that aren't food related, probably. Maybe we can stick a bit with more food. I don't mind. We could stick with food. Yeah, that'll you know take us a few hours. <laughs> okay, first question. Um, how has this is a big question? Start off big. How has lockdown been for you? Oh, what a year it's been, eh? Mm. Um, I think when lockdown first started, I thought, oh, this is great. You know, I don't have to get up and rush to work and, you know, get the stress of commuting to work and all of that. And I could spend more time at home. You know, I've got a gardening project that I can finish. And I was like, yes, this is great. Have I have. I have. But the thing about, no, there is a trick with gardening. You never finish. You think you finished, but you never, there's always something to do. Always. Every single time. And so it's constantly just thinking of, oh, look, do I want to do this year? A little nip tuck there, you know. So it gets a bit stressful, but, you know, I have finished a major part of it. You know, it was back breaking work, but I have finished it. Um, so, yeah, I thought that the lockdown was going to be great. You know, I am secretly an introvert, so, you know, I didn't have to give excuses anymore. You know, it's like, oh, sorry, I can't make it. No, you know, it's lockdown. You, know, you can't see each other. I'm sorry, mate. But, no, I'm just joking. Um, but you're not really. Yeah. <laughs> no, so a part of me was, like, really excited about it in terms of that side of just being, you know, being at home. Obviously, with everything else going on, the people dying and people... Um, um, people getting sick and, and all of that. That was really worrying. That was very scary because you just didn't know. You know, um, my organisation, we went home completely a few weeks. So I think the day lockdown started, but we went home a few days before that. Um, and it was just really scary. You know, you, you know, do you remember the first week you couldn't go to the shops, you couldn't do anything? And there were all sorts of stories going around. You know, but I thought that this is an opportunity for me to reflect on myself and just, you know, hit the pause button, slow down, you know, because I was just it was constantly a bang, 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 bang. Just, you know, you're doing so many things every single day. Um, you just never get a chance to stop and relax and, you know, reflect on yourself and what it is you're doing and, you know, spend time with family as well. That was so I was looking forward to those things. But. On the backdrop of always this there's mayhem going on outside and you just didn't know how things were gonna you know were gonna go you didn't know which direction things were gonna go so it's been an interesting and somewhat crazy year um lockdown in itself has been obviously nobody expected this did they um i think for me my biggest worry was my mum because um, my mum is in new york and at the time when it started, New York became the epicenter in America. And, you know, she's living with two frontline workers. Uh, my sister's a doctor, my brother-in-law is an NYPD officer. So it, I was really, really worried. You know, I called her every day just to check on her. And she didn't know I was worried about her, but I was really worried about her. Um, and I was worried for my sister as well, you know, because they had to go to it. My brother-in-law had to go to work. And then the riots started, you know, the Black Lives Matter issue. But then personally, I thought, okay, this is great. Just take your time, you know, the whole world is slowing down. Um, 
take your time and reflect on yourself and think about things that you want to do. One of the things I really wanted to do was, you know, hit the bike, hit the road and exercise and, you know, get all buffed up and, you know, get to the size that I've always wanted. And I thought I was getting there, you know, that didn't happen. You know, you kind of feel like, you know, like in Noah's Ark where the, the whole world is turning upside down and you're indoors. So, you know, I felt blessed that I had a place to stay and, you know, I was protected in that in that sort of in that, in that um sphere and my family um god's grace and friends were also protected people that i was in contact with everyone was fine and doing well all over the world you know and and um by god's grace they still are um but it was it was terrifying yeah. it was terrifying um what has your faith kind of looked like the last four months in your relationship with God? Because there's a lot of, as you were saying, there's a lot of worry in there. Um, but, yeah, and also the amount of emotions that have come into play in all those different situations. And, yeah. So, yeah, to be honest, I mean, my faith, and I'm not sure if it's the same with everyone, but at the time, it all depends or depended on where I was with God prior to lockdown. So it wasn't like there was a sudden change, you know, a, a dynamic shift in my faith um, um, when lockdown came about. It was more about where I was at the time of lockdown and what I went into lockdown with. And it was quite interesting because over the past, my life has been a bit of a, I've, I've always wanted to have a closer relationship with God and I'm always striving for that. And yet I always feel like I'm disappointing him in, in certain times. And I see God like a father figure, you know. And so a lot of times I, I ask myself, okay, you know, if God was to see what you're doing, if your dad was to see what you're doing, would you be happy? Would he be happy with what's happening or what you do, what you're saying, you know, all these things. And so that was basically how my relationship is and has been with God. And I think for me, where I am at the moment is, is more about constant communication with him and the eagerness to hear back from him. Um, one of the things that's been quite strong um, in the time of lockdown has been the, um, the, the quietness within me because there was a lot of talk and noise within me in terms of you know, everything that I was going through. Um, when I lost my dad, for example, in 2013, I feel like my life has been everything before my dad died and everything after. That's the basic, so my, life, my dad's death was like the, you know, critical moment, the pinnacle, you know, in terms of my life. And it was a difficult time for me because it was a time when I cried out to God, you know, and just physically cried out and you know it was a difficult time because of how my dad died and everything and you know not to go into detail but then I cried out to God to not let my dad die um, and I begged him I pleaded and you know all those little things and and there was a long period of time when I felt very angry at God you know I felt like you know I had asked him for something and he didn't come through and he took my father away and I was very close to my dad and, you know, all that. So throughout the years, it's been a bit of like, you know, are you, can you hear me, Lord? Are you going to respond to what, what I'm saying? I don't need to see 
anything physical, but I just need to know that you've actually heard my my talking. So I talk to him, like just like a normal person, like a human being. And and so what's happened with the lockdown is it's given me opportunity to really talk to him more and reflect on the things that he says. And to be honest with you, a lot of the things that I've heard and a lot of the the closeness that I've gotten to God has also been because of people around me and people that I speak to and the things that they say. You know, God has a way of interestingly talking through other people. And I, I quite remember there was a time where during the lockdown I was um, feeling quite nostalgic and missing my father a lot. And I, one of my best friends is, she's in Canada, she's Canadian. And um, she lost her dad about 15 years ago, I think. And um, our fathers were best friends as well. And um, I remember saying to her that, you know, I, I hear when people say that, you know, when someone passes away, you feel the spiritual presence of the person. But for me, I feel like I want more than that. You know, and I was getting angry at the idea that I would never see my dad physically again. I'd never see him, you know, the physical presence of my dad because that is all I know of him. You know, I don't know my dad in a spiritual way. So the idea that I wouldn't see him was sort of making me quite angry and upset about it. Um, and it's, in a funny way, it felt like that's what I wanted of God as well. I wanted his physical presence. I wanted to know physically through the gifts that he's given me, which is my eyes and ears, smell, you know, to know his presence, you know. Um, but obviously that was just me thinking aloud and everything else. Um, but then what's, what's happened since then is um, I have, have felt in more ways, in very interesting ways, my father's presence as well as God's presence closer in my heart. And, you know, it's one of those where you know you you know you've been to church you read your bible so you you understand how god communicates with you you're trained by that but the experience is very different you have the knowledge but the experience is very different and so i feel like i'm experiencing more god's presence in my life through just one-on-one -on -one devotion with him and um and that has been that has been the, the the revelation for me in this lockdown you know just to be able to do that um, and kind of going forward, what do you really want to um, carry that you have maybe started doing or that you have learnt more about kind of into the future? When we, when we eventually go back into the normal. If there is a normal, if isn't there, it? Yeah. New normal, as they <laughs> call it. Well, to be honest with you, I want to get fit again and get on my bike and maybe one day beat Johnny and Warwick on a bike ride. <laughs> If that will happen, will happen. <laughs> I don't know. One of the dreams that I have, my life ambition is to beat Warwick on, on Sydenham Hill. <laughs> um, no, I think I think that um, it feel, it, it's really funny. So on, on one side, you feel like this is an opportunity to get closer to God and know God even more. And on the other side, in reality, I don't feel that way. So it's sort of like, there's a battle going on inside me. I feel like I should be closer to God than I am. I feel I'm getting closer to Him, but I feel like so much time has gone on and it feels like I've wasted a lot of time and I should have spent more time. So this should have, could have, would have sort of thing comes into mind. And, 
and I remember when when we um, when the government announced that they were easing the lockdown, I started panicking. I started looking at, oh, I should I should you know I should spend more time with Gordon. I should I should exercise more. I should you know mm. do things that I had planned to do mm. pre-lockdown or when we're getting to lockdown. I suddenly felt like, oh, this is you know I'm running out of time. Oh, lockdown is over. And you haven't what have you got to show for it? Sort of thing. <laughs> and so I think for me, it's been great in terms of my deeper reflections within myself and understanding myself more mm. and understanding my relationship with God more than I did before lockdown mm. because I didn't get I didn't have time you know before lockdown you know I was in school I am still in school and working at the same time mm. so it's you know get up in the morning go home go to work come home you know Saturday do whatever Sunday church do your Bible study you know all those things were there but it was just you spend more time now to reflect on things and just meditate on, you know, like the things I've just said to you about my dad experience and all these things. These are, these are things that I've had to think about and reflected on over the past few months in a, in a deeper way than I did before. Della, I'm really sorry. I've got to go. It's Thursday evening and I need to go and lead the prayer course now. Um, so let's get down here. What? Whoa. Whoa, that was weird. Amber has like magic skills or something. She does indeed. I kind of had this sense I was like out for a walk, then all of a sudden, mate, I'm here. I was looking at Amber. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm looking at you. So you know, it's a good thing you guys don't look like each other. So yeah, don't call me Amber. No, no, I, I wouldn't be offended. I don't know. No, this has taken a weird turn. Anyway, Nana, faith lockdown. Yes. Um, I don't know where exactly you left off with Amber, <laughs> but the whole two themes we've had so far this year, justice most recently in light of everything that happened in America and in the UK and pursuing God. Yeah. How do you see those two fitting together? Because I know we've been speaking to different people throughout the summer about how the two actually seem to inform one another, that the closer you get to God, the more you seem to get a heart for justice. What is there anything that the moment in your life that you're just passionate about not just like I'm passionate for milk chocolate which I know you are but anything else <laughs> um, well with the whole lockdown and with everything going on with the you know Black Lives Matter and, and all these things I mean first of all what it does is it's, it brings home or it brings closer what's going on you know what you've always known what you've experienced before and what you know other people are experiencing. Um, and it's just a reminder of the things that go on. Um, and, you know, sometimes you wish that you could do more to help change things. And then other times you sort of feel like this is too much and this is just such a big endemic problem in society. And it's not just in the UK or the US, it's everywhere where there's just, you know, injustice and there's just imbalance in society and people, you know, the rich have, are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer and there's this whole division. And it just seems to be getting worse and worse. But then you also, at the same time, reflect on the things that have happened, the good things that have happened in your life. And you realise that, you know, as bad as things seem out there, there's a lot of good happening around us and around you you know when i think about um, st john's and how close we've gotten as a family for example and the people that i've met in st john's and the friends and the friendship that i've made um, within st john's I, I i think that 
you know, it's, it's, it's a reflection of God's work and it's a reflection of, you know, it's, it's the God's calling that we should just draw closer together. Um, and, and, and that's how I see it as this lockdown gives us an opportunity to, to just pause on everything else and just look within ourselves and draw closer to him and with, with each other. I mean, if I take my personal experience in my life, for example, I mean, Nana has been a blessing to me in so many ways that I, can, I, I can't even mention. And this opportunity or this, this lockdown has been an opportunity for us to draw closer together and to get to know each other even more. Because, you know, in a way, we've had a very um, busy life um, over the past six years. Um, you know, we've been through quite a lot and there's always something going on in our lives, something that can takes takes our minds off other things, you know, takes our minds off church, takes our minds off, you know, communion as a family and, and all these other things. But the lockdown in a way has given us the opportunity to just hit pause and say, you know, what do you want? Who are how is your faith like in God? What do you see and what do you understand with everything else going around in our community, in our society? Um, and, and we've had the chance to talk and really get to understand how we feel about these sort of things. You know, um, I mean, my experience in society has been an interesting one because I, I, I haven't personally experienced, you know, racial abuse or I haven't experienced it to the point where I know that I'm being racially abused, you know, directly. I do know a lot of people who have been, and I'm sure I have been racially abused at some point in my life. But I've been fortunate enough not to um, feel the brunt of it, as some people, as some people have. Um, and I have been blessed enough to be in positions in, in my life where I have been okay. You know, I haven't been in, in a position of need or desperate need, as some people have. And over the past few years, in recent years, I have actually seen and met people who are in desperate and dire need. Which is interesting because I thought I knew that world, but in, especially in my current organization, my employer where I work, because we deal with these kind of people a lot, I have had the chance to experience and, and meet them, which has been an eye-opener for me, you know, that there are people in society who are really struggling. Yeah. And one of the things that we talked about in, in, um, in, in Explore Together with, with the boys and with the, uh, with the kids was in terms of being a you know not just not being in a position where you're going out and being you know preaching the good word or telling people what to do but also being aware that as well as and as okay as you are within your society there are people in society who are genuinely struggling and it is up to each and every one of us to be aware of that and and try out in our own way to help out or when you see people that are going through something, either being racially abused, physically abused, you know, all these things that happen within society that as a Christian you know isn't good, you don't turn a blind eye to it. You, you do try and stand up and do something about it. And so, you know, I mean, that's the thing, like when you went, my first question, my first answer, my response was that it's sometimes very overwhelming when you think about it because you think, oh, what can I do? It's such a huge problem, you know. I just, there's nothing I can do, what, me, you how know, you yeah, how can you fix all these, issues? and it gets really overwhelming and very frustrating sometimes because you feel like there's nothing you can do, but there is, you know, you pray for people and you try and help out as much as you can, you 
reach out to people and try and talk to people and open up to people. And the lockdown, in some ways, in as difficult as it has been for the country and for the nation, it's also given us an opportunity to actually do that and actually just reach out to people and say, how are you really doing? What is going on with you? You know, because otherwise, before that, you wouldn't, you know, I'm, I'm at work, I come home, I'm tired. You know, weekends, I don't have time for that. So this lockdown has been that opportunity. And it's been strange that it's happened at the time when everyone is at home. But it's, it's an opportunity. And I think that that is what's been going on with myself and my family. So do you think then, as, I mean, everything's starting to try and open up again, and I mean, we don't know what's going to happen at this point, but as things return to the new normal or whatever we're going to call it do you have a sense that you want shifts to happen in the way you live your life because you talked about before lockdown and during lockdown obviously there's a, a phase that we don't know yet which is the after lockdown where it's you spoke about all the things that have become a blessing in lockdown what things are you going to go right i'm going to make sure like this this and this is there anything that stood out to you where you've gone, like, God has spoken to me so much in this time that I'm not going to return to the mad rush of 21st century life. I'm not going to... Like, what would you pinpoint as your... Yours? I'll probably put you on the spot there. I know. <laughs> my, my, my radical change, the things that I'm going to not go back to. One of the things I don't want to do with myself is to put a lot of pressure on myself and have high expectations and not meet those expectations. Because I've done that before, where I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do that. You know, this is what's gonna happen, you know. And then, you know, six months down the line, ask me the same question, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm looking back and I'm just really disappointed with myself because I haven't done any, or I've done just a little of the things that I plan to do. So I tread carefully, you know, I, I, I move steadily with, with the changes that are coming along. And that is how I went into lockdown with, with, okay, this is a change. Just take your time and just do one step at a time and try and make the change within your life. Um, one thing for sure, personally, is to spend more time with my wife and spending more time with family and getting, getting closer to God um, with them as well. Um, I think the other thing also is, as a community, I feel like I haven't been, I haven't, I'm not that ingrained in society as I want to be and and one of the reasons has been I've always been like oh I want to achieve this first before I start you know getting to know people a bit more yeah. or I want to you know finish law school and then then I can you know socialize a bit more just get to one get to know families and friends and get closer to people and I feel that is something that I need to do now than wait which is just try and open up to people and try and have people come over to my place and visit people more, you know, when the lockdown is over, you know, and, and try and get to know people because I feel like I'm always thinking about doing it, but I never actually do it. And I know exactly what you mean because I've been meaning to have you and Nana over for like yes, exactly. years and we've always exactly. said it and it's we've like... Been chatting about it, haven't we? Yeah, but yeah. then has Something it happened? Else Something else has happened? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I think... We'll have to leave it there. I think yeah. we could talk all night, but um, sadly we can't. Thank you and very much. Yeah, we will catch up over dinner sometime. Yes, because yeah. yes, that is just as much church. Over, isn't it? So, yeah. There we do. <laughs> no, Thank you Nana. very much, Dan. No Thank worries. You. God bless. Amber, done.
Amber, Dan. I, yeah, I can't. Dan Amber. Amber. No, don't have the skills. No. And cut.